Welcome to episode 241 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. We're recording, so it's Wednesday the 2nd of March 2022, and it's the evening. It's about quarter to eight in the evening in the UK. So we are actually recording during the FA Cup games. So Luton are currently 1-0 up against Chelsea, and Southampton are 0-0 against West Ham. Obviously, this could change as we record. Um, we try to leave it as late late in the week as possible, um, and never expect, expected you know this to all come down to you know if there's a double this week for Chelsea and Norwich. Um, but we'll see what happens, and we're trying to assume both sides here. But we're very lucky this week to have a guest we had on last year. He, I mean, he's got an incredible record, and he's doing incredibly this season as well with 12 top 100k finishes. Seven of them are in the top 25k two of them in the top 10k and the top 5k as well and he's currently sitting like looks very likely to finish top 5k again it is of course Andrew Gower hi there Andrew how's it going all right thanks for that mate um thanks for having me on um yeah I'm good I'm good um excited to um talk FPL with you um and yeah luckily I'm talking um, FPL with you on a green arrow as well so um on a red I'd probably be a bit more um <laughs> a little bit more disappointed so um it's positive be positive well, talk from me looking at your team you've had a, a lot of green arrows this season and um, without using many chips <laughs> yeah um yeah oh, quite surprised I had a little look at my um my arrows the other week and that and it's um it's it's only been the odd red arrow here and there it's kind of been a bit of a pattern like two or three green arrows and a red um I'm currently I've extended that so um yeah, I think I'm on two green arrows red, three green arrows red, and now I'm on four green arrows, so it's probably going to be a red now. And then you do it, like, yeah, maybe. But and then, I think the and then, incredible thing I noticed, and I just mentioned it, is obviously you haven't used many chips. You've only used your wild card and your triple captain, and you've still got all the other ones left. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just the, yeah. Wild, just the first wild card, and yeah, I've used triple captain, so I've still got my other wild card, my two free hits, and my bench boost as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's never really been a point where I felt that I've needed to use them, I guess that's some point along the way I did get a little bit lucky with um games being called off and you know my team was luckily set up all right for that to get away with maybe just taking a hit didn't need to use a chip so hopefully it um hopefully the patience pays off yeah no hopefully and I, I that's why I've been really looking forward to this one because I'm confused of how to play my chips and obviously speaking mm-hmm. to someone who's got so many chips left it should be a good debate even though we don't know, you know, if Chelsea are going to double this game week at the time of recording. But yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. So you're currently on 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 your wild card, aren't you? Or you're going to be wild carding? I'm I'm wild card. Yeah, I've already activated the wild card chip, so definitely wild card. Yeah, definitely. Okay, perfect, perfect. And do you want to go through how your game week just gone went? Yeah, game week 27. So obviously, yeah, I I didn't play a chip. I didn't free hit. I actually took a four point hit. Um, game week 27. So I knew I was going to wild card in 28. So um, I removed um, Salah and bought Son in, um, and removed King and bought Veghorst in. So for 27, I had um, Foster in goal, who got me nice 10 points there. Um, Cancelo and Diaz uh, double up Man City, who got a clean sheet, um, which was pretty crucial over the um, the three hitters there. Um, Cucurella, who got nothing, um, Liveramento, who came in with eight points, um, Bruno and Bowen both blanked, um, but Son I captained, um, he got me an 18 points, 
Um, Veghorst with just the three. Actual fact, all my strikers blanked. Dennis, Veghorst and Broa all blanked. But that did get me 65 points, uh, minus four, so 61 points. And that got me a green arrow from 6.9k to 5.2k. So um, I was pretty pleased with that, actually, because I thought going into it, especially taking the hit, there's potential for a red arrow there. Um, and even if it was a green, I thought it would be minuscule. So it was actually bigger than what I thought. So pretty happy with that and pretty happy with how things are aligned as well. And um, looking forward to getting this wild card sorted out and seeing how that goes. Yeah. And just, I mean, just on your game week just gone, I mean, I've never actually captained a single game week player in a double. Mm. Um, I mean, was it, was it a close decision? Cause obviously you bought Weg, Weghorst in, um, but you still captain, captain Son. Was that quite an easy decision in the end or? For me it was. Yeah. Um, I, I'm probably the same. I, I, I've probably never captained a, a single in a double, but for me, this, this double game, it was a bit of a rubbish one, to be honest. I mean, I just couldn't see myself captaining a Burnley player. Um, <laughs> even though when I say that, I captained Dennis in the, in the infamous double game week where he got sent off. So I've captained <laughs> a Watford player. <laughs> um, I don't know. There was just no appeal for me. I just thought that I'd get him in just to cover him and that would be enough. Um, but for me, it was always about Son, mainly because of the fact that we're playing Leeds and Leeds have been so awful at the back um, that there's a chance of a big haul there. Um, obviously, Spurs did score a lot of goals, but he was only involved in one of them, I think, wasn't he? And he left it right to the end. Um, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, because um, obviously normally double game weeks feel a bit special. And maybe that's why I normally, well, I've always captained double game week players. But maybe it's the fact we're getting so many double game weeks now that it's not quite as appealing. You know, we've had like the horrible moments, like you mentioned with Dennis captain, for example, getting, <laughs> getting minus points. Yeah. But maybe the shine's wearing off these double game weeks. Yeah, yeah. Possibly, but I think also they uh, they seem to have, um, especially this one, just gone and and this next one as well. They seem to fall on on um, game weeks where um, appealing players have decent fixtures. Um, so I mean, we'll come on to 28, but I could even captain a single game weeker after wildcard in <laughs> game week 20. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so um, it's just the way it's fallen. Um, that's not concrete at the moment, but. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll cover my team quickly, and then okay. then we'll get into that next game week. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, like you, I didn't free hit either, but I only had one free hit chip left, so you know I'm okay. holding that as as long as I can. Yeah. And at the moment, it's earmarked for game week thirty. Right. Um. I'd also been planning for it. Well, I'd been trying to plan for it for a few weeks, knowing that I wouldn't be able to free hit, but I still only got forty six points, and that was a minus four as well. Um, I had a lot of zeros in my team, like Cucurella mm. got a zero because yeah, the conceded goals got booked, who you had as well. Yeah, I got him, yeah. <laughs> had it with Brandon Williams as well. Right. Um, he was my Salah enabler, and I thought the fixture was quite good. You know, a few weeks ago when I brought him in, Southampton weren't doing quite as well. I thought Williams could nick something, but he's now got three zeros in a row and he's injured. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was nothing amazing, but it could have gone a lot worse. You know, I got the Foden goal. And I felt uh, very lucky. Well, yeah, you got the you got the right one of the right Man City picks there. Could have been Mares, it could have been Sterling. Well, if I was on a free hit, I would have had Mares and Sterling. If if I'm mm. like completely honest, so it was just the fact I had Foden in my team, so I played him. Yeah. So <laughs> that that was quite fortunate, but you know I'll take it because the overall score wasn't that great. 
Um, but I've got through the week. I've dropped from I dropped from 10k to 16k. Um, and until that Burnley clean sheet was wiped out, my live rank was about 20k. So I was it. Yeah, so I can't have any complaints. I, I guess you must have had similar, but maybe you just didn't check it. So um, I tend not to check um, to check my, my rank much really during mid-game weeks because um, it's a bit of a, a force. But I was, I, I did look at it before the Burnley game, and I was in the top five k. I was about four point six or something like that. Um, and then yeah, I dropped about six hundred places from there. I could imagine it. It rose quite substantially after the clean sheet got wiped um <laughs> probably yes. i check it too often i had it the other week where um with Bru- i didn't have bruno fernandez and he scored that last minute oh or yeah last second yeah. goal and i plummeted then um yeah. but i can't complain i mean i had mané the week before and i you know the the gain i got from mané's 26 points all the all at the death yeah, um, seems a roundabout isn't it I'm exactly honest. exactly yeah. um but you're in a decent position which 16k did you say i'm 16k but i've only got free hit and wild card left I say only it's it's better well, than wild, it was because obviously a lot of free hits have just been used. Yeah, your wild card's your most important chip. So still yeah, that and that, that's the one I'm struggling with with now. So that's why I'm looking right. forward to this episode because I'm on the fence. Like you've played mm. yours. Yep. And I can't decide if I am or not. Okay. Like, but I always do this with my wild card. I hate losing it. I just hold it and hold it and hold it. And then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have bench boost. So I haven't even got like that benefit to, you know, some people might hold it because they want a bench boost. I haven't got that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, wild card and then bench boost straight after. Yeah, so I don't have to do that, but even then, it's it's tough because I think if people are wild carding this week, and I'm sure you've you've got that, you, mm. I guess you're going to be trying to set it up for a few weeks, so you're trying mm-hmm. to target two doubles, potentially the blank as well, although you've got your free hit. So, well, yeah, it's a tricky one, but I'm 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 sort of planning to. This, well, obviously, I'm wild carding this week, and I'm planning to take my two free hits past game week 30. Um, so um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to be bench boosting in 29. So um, it's 30 um, is the tricky one. We've got to see what happens tonight with these games and see who, um, see who the other, what this other game is going to be in 30. Um, but you know, I reckon you'll be with the with the teams that are playing in 30. I think. Six, seven, eight players would be fine. Yeah, you'd you'd think. I mean, I've got I've only got like two. I think it's two players at the moment before these games finish tonight that play in thirty. Um, right. So it will go up to three or four um, yeah. because obviously Southampton, West Ham, there has someone has to win that. Um, yeah. So I do have it earmarked either free hit or wild cards getting played for me. But you know, before then or during game week thirty. You know, I don't yeah. think I've got much choice there. It's just which order to do it. And I don't want to use both at once. I'm not a fan of, you know, these wild cards where you then free hit because you've used two chips in two weeks. And then you go back to a team that's two weeks old. So it's not got that fresh wild card feel anymore. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what a, a wild card in 30 would look like, depending on them coming out of game week 31. Um yeah, so that's why I think it would have to be free hit there. If I if I kept it till thirty, then I'd mm. think I'd have to free hit and then wild card after. Free hit thirty, wild card yeah. thirty one. Set yourself up for the last eight game weeks. I think so. I think so. But yeah, we'll we'll get into some wild card stuff in in, in yeah. a bit. That's okay. brilliant. Um, should should we first of all, um, I wanted to discuss a, a strange team. I wanted to discuss Man City. Um, mm-hmm. and in particular, I guess it would apply to you know for people wild card in this week like yourself. I mean, do you have an idea of how many Man City players you'd want to keep if you're wildcarding this week? 
Okay, so I mean, I had Cancelo and Diaz, mm-hmm. um, and I've removed Diaz, um, and I'm a bit on the fence with Cancelo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I one moment I'm I'm thinking of removing him, the next moment I'm a bit I'm a bit on the fence, and I'm like, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think if I'm pushed. I think I will possibly. I think I possibly will remove him, and just go for it. Um, just go for it with no Man City players, um, but knowing that you can always bring them back in again, or but hope to bring them back. Because something I, to, I can't remember. I think I was listening to. I can't remember which podcast it was. Now I was listening to another podcast, um, and that it, I think they were saying one of the problems with free hit last week. And obviously, we didn't have this problem because we weren't free hitting. But people have removed Cancelo, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to build a team, a free hit team with Cancelo, and then they realise, you know, he costs seven point one million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, the, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to get back. But yeah, that, that that is the tricky thing. I mean, I, I looked, I kind of put a wild card together, and it's probably going to change. But you know, we've, I've got um, the way it's set up. I've got Cancelo on the bench this week, and. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then um, that's, that got me thinking, well, do I actually need him or not? Um, can I remove him? But then if I remove him, I'm just going to remove him for someone that I'm going to have on the bench again. So, um, yeah, Cancelo. Cancelo's the only one I, I would say is a is a, is a tricky one for me. Um, you know, you've got your Salah and Trent are just two that you just don't get rid of as far as I'm concerned. And, Cance- mm. and then Cancelo's the next, I think he's the, the next tier down. He's one that um, that ideally you wouldn't get rid of, but I think that you can possibly get rid of him. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting because he's the one, I think he's the one that's stopping me from wildcarding because I try and do wildcard drafts keeping Cancelo in. Yeah. And then I don't feel like I'm changing enough to justify it because I might as well do a hit. Because like mm-hmm. you say, I'm definitely going to keep Salah and Trent. Yeah. And then if I keep Cancelo, that's three of like my, my starting 11, as it were, locked in, um, which is quite a big chunk of my team. But then if I do that, there's not never going to be an ideal week to wildcard. No. I just, um, I just feel, I mean, I look at the, the Man City defensive stats and they're just clear of everyone. Like expected goals conceded like per minute. There are 140 minutes per XG conceded, so as one XG. I mean, the next one down is Liverpool, 104 minutes. Yeah, so top of all defensive stats, and they've got pretty decent fixtures for, um, after, um, well, even from, I'd even say the Man United one's a decent one. Um, but even for the remainder of the season, they've got decent fixtures. Um, they've just got that Liverpool game, you know, Burnley, Wolves, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Villa. And a Brighton game to just slot in, I think, as well. Oh, we know exactly. I mean, it's tough. And I mean, would you say so? The two City defenders that you you had mm-hmm. before you clicked the World Cup button was yeah. that something you'd had for a while? Yeah, I I, I did, and I came off of it briefly. Um, um, came off of it by getting rid of Diaz um, briefly, and then going back in again. Um, and it's been brilliant. Um, you know. I can't remember exactly when I um can't remember exactly when I bought him in. It's a number of game weeks ago. Been on it for quite a while now. Um, literally just play them both every week. And um, yeah, just watch all the clean sheets come in. 
Well, yeah, that's that, and that's why I wondered because um, I've noticed with a few teams doing well like yourself, there's a you know a few managers who've had that double city defence, and obviously it worked so well last season as well. Then looking at those stats, you see why the Man City defenders are so good. Um, oh. I guess it just puts a lot of pressure on. Obviously, we there's some good doubles to target this week. You know, Wolves have got really good fixtures this week, defensive fixtures this week. Um, obviously, Liverpool then have a double game week the week after. You know, that that could be targeted. But we've not. I don't think we've had a double game week yet where our team's kept two clean sheets. Um, possibly not. I can't think of one off the top of my head anyway. You'd normally be the one to know stuff like that with your tweets. I should do, yeah. (laughs) Burnley didn't get one, did they? Pope got a big score, but was that two clean sheets? Oh, Burnley did actually, yeah. No, so I I stand corrected. Yeah, I stand corrected. So Burnley did. Um, I just feel like to cover Cancelo, I just feel like someone would, a team would have to get two clean sheets in a double because he's so capable of those, you know, eight, nine to 12 points or even a 15 point to plus. Yeah, he is. Yeah, one thing you've got to bear in mind with the City players as well is obviously with the um, all these uh, other games they've got, Champions League games and that is going to be the, the further the further along the line you get, the longer they stay in the competitions, the more chance are that they're going to get they're going to get rested. Very true. That's very true. I mean, I was quite surprised. I thought I saw Cancelo played last. Was it last night? Um, yes, he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a you know he's a fitness beast, isn't he? Um, but. Um, it was towards the end of last season, wasn't it? I think that he, he chopped and changed the um, the starting eleven around a lot towards the end of the season. Um, and a lot of um, a lot of players were sort of like playing one game, not playing the next. And City players kind of came a bit redundant towards the end. No, that's very that's very true. You've got you got me thinking now about City, um, like whether I should look at removing them. Um, I mean, who would you be getting in, instead then? Well, that's the key. It's like, who, mm. who are you bringing in? Um, you'd be tempted to go for someone like Robertson, wouldn't you, and double up for the back with Liverpool, I guess. Um, mm. Double up for their double. they got a double in 29. Um, I mean, I don't see a great deal unless you're shifting the cash somewhere because um, you're kind of inclined to spend that money as a like-for-like replacement really and someone like a Robertson or a Van Dyke is the ideal the ideal replacement for that but then I see some people coming off of Liverpool defenders well that's the thing I guess the th- I think some people have gone for the Liverpool defenders because I guess it's getting harder now with the Liverpool midfielders because obviously Diaz has looked so good yeah. in his first few games um, I mean Jota starts tonight and obviously they've got Mane as well Mm-hmm. So it, it might be hard to trust the attacking assets, apart, obviously, apart apart from Salah. So maybe that's why people are going for, yeah, t- two Liverpool defenders, for example. Yeah, um, I think I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's become, I mean, obviously, Salah's Salah. And then, yeah, with Yotta, I mean, Yotta was always a kind of like a, an in and out, but then established himself. But now with the options they've got, um, you know, and they do tend to pick up, like Yotta picks up the odd injury as well. Um it is a lot more safer to go and double up at the back and you're going to have Trent anyway. So I think that, you know, if you've got someone like Cancelo, then the temptation is just to switch over to Robbo um, and take in that 29 double as well. I mean, if we assume that Chelsea, I mean, it's funny saying this because Chelsea are losing 2-1 to Luton, but if Chelsea were to get a double this game week, 
Um, and it, it, obviously it could still happen. Um, I mean, which of their players would you, I mean, would you be going for Chelsea or would you be going for Wolves? Yep. Um, Chelsea, really, I mean, defence is where you're looking at there, I think, but mm. going forward, they're just not nailed, are they? Um, you know, you've got Mason Mount, it's a good option, but he's just, every week you'll be like, is he going to start? Is he not going to start? Have a CH, all them. Um, so you're looking at defence, um, obviously one that stands out um, that you know is going to play is going to be Rudiger. Um, bit of a boring pick, uh, but you just know he's going to get the minutes. Um, just know that um, every now and again, I mean, every now and again, he he looks like he's going to he could get an attacking return. Um, but the one I would like would be Reese James. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, you know the, the comments that Tishel's just recently made about about his about his squad and. Basically, them, you know, being overworked and um, needs to give rest, etc. You're like, how likely is it that he's going to play? Um, but I do look upon him as someone that um, people are going to look at want to want to be getting in um, within the next few game weeks. So, if you want a wild card this week, Reese James could be a good player to to bring in to get ahead of that curve. Um, I mean, he'll definitely play one of the games. Um, if he sits out the other one, sits out or comes off the bench, I mean, he's more than capable of, of putting in a haul um, coming off the bench. Um, but you've got him in place. You've got him there ready for their probably the best fixture run out of any team mm-hmm. um, for the remainder of the season. So um, I myself um, would be tempted to to double up with James and Rudiger. Um, obviously, your other option is to go for Mendy in goal. Um, but I prefer um, I prefer someone like a Ramsdale probably at that sort of um, around that sort of price. Um, so I'd probably more be looking at their um, their defenders and another another um, another shout would be um, Silver. He's a he's another shout, but again he's someone that can sit out the odd game I think due to his age. Um, on how quick all their games come he can't play every game so um yeah Chelsea as a whole Rudiger James Mendy would be would be the three um but Rudiger and James would probably be the two that I would look at taking yeah I like I like what you say there about getting ahead of the curve because I I, mm. I think I feel the same I feel like if I do wildcard I would just go for East James even if mm. I wasn't that confident he's going to start both both this week and he may well do it's just like you say, getting them in place because it's easy just to look at the, you know, the next two or three, you know, doubles and then the blank and just yeah. think about that. But like you say, we're going to want Reese James at the end of the season. And he's going to become more and more popular. And every week you're going to have these doubts. Um, oh, shall I get him? Shall I not? And I, I think it's best to just get him in. Just, Even yes. though I think you said last time you were on, we were talking about how many one pointers Reese James mm-hmm. has had. But that was a year ago, right? <laughs> yeah, things have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we, you know, he may come on and get a one point here and there. I'm not saying he's not going to do that, but mm. we've seen the massive upside with him. Um, his ownership is pretty low at the moment, um, so definitely, um, definitely going to be a player that you're going to want to get in, um, sort of after 30, you know, 31, whatever. Um, so why not? If you want a wild card, why not just bring him in now? Um, double him up with Rudiger, so you're still covering the Chelsea defence anyway. And um, 
it's almost a shame that we've got these double and double and singles because if it was just all single game weeks, I think it would be quite easy to go for you know four big hitting defenders and you could st- stick with Cancelo. Um, obviously, we're not in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what something I wanted to discuss though was Chelsea against Wolves because um, obviously both have got a double game week. Well, Wolves have definitely got a double game week. Chelsea may or may not have a double game week, mm-hmm. but if we assume the double happens for them both. Um, I mean, the stats on Chelsea, like I mentioned before, with City and Liverpool being the top two, Chelsea are only just behind Liverpool for expected goals conceded per 90. Um, A little distance ahead of Brighton, who are on 88.6. Wolves are actually about mid-table. They're alongside, which surprised me, considering the number of clean sheets they kept. But it seems like Wolves have been dramatically overperforming. Mm. They've conceded less goals than they should have, maybe because Saar is quite a good goalkeeper. Um, but would yeah. Wolves? Um, I mean, are they are they players you're looking at as well? Um, possibly. Um, I mean, like you say, I think it is Saar. I think that I mean, mm. Saar is a great goalkeeper, and I think he saved them, um, which is the reason why there's a a, a, um, a difference in numbers there. Um, and I think their numbers have fallen off quite a lot recently as well. Although um, that could well be fixture driven. Um, they got a nice double. They got a nice double. Um, and I did have um, I did have a Wolves defender in um, one of my drafts, but I, I changed it around to essentially look at doubling up on the Chelsea defence. But if, if, I think if that's going to be a no-go for me, then I may well just get a Wolves defender in. Um, you know, Wolves are appealing. It's a nice double. They play in 30. Um, but Wolves' fixtures do turn a bit sour um, after that. So you wouldn't really want to be putting too many Wolves players in, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind one at the back. Um, I'd probably prefer the goalkeeper, to be honest. I'd probably prefer Saar over a defender. Um, but if it's easier for you to get a defender in, then it would be um, one of Cody, Kilburn or Sace for me. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you mentioned 30, because I think that's a big reason I've seen teams who wildcarded, you know, in the couple of weeks just gone gone big on Wolves because they're their double. They've obviously got this next double and then they play in 30 as well. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, in your wild card, are you looking at having a certain number of defenders for game week 30? Um, you know, players that definitely play? Um, not particularly. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to have Trent that's not playing. Um, if I go with double Chelsea defence, they're not going to play. Um, you know, if I've got... Um, Livermento may not play, we don't know yet. Um, uh, you know, if I stick a Wolves defender in there, I've got one there. I mean, I don't see game week 30 being potentially great for defenders, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, you know, you're not going to buy a Leeds defender, are you, just because they're playing Wolves? Then you'll be stuck with a Leeds defender. No, you're um, right. There was a lot of dodgy defences that game week because, like, obviously, like Leicester are playing. Even though it's at home to Brentford, it's it's Leicester. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had um, Ivan Tony in one of my draft. Actual fact, he's still in my draft, and people may laugh at that, but he's actually got a decent fixture in thirty against Leicester. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for for defenders, I think, but it's not. I don't think you should think to yourself, oh, I need to get three or four defenders out or whatever for that game week because I don't think really defences are going to make too much of a difference there. 
No, I mean, it's funny because the wildcard drafts I've been putting together and the reason I keep mentioning defenders is because they're the positions I found quite quite difficult. I mean, I guess a scenario that could happen is if Chelsea and Liverpool win tonight, then Chelsea's double doesn't happen and then Chelsea play in 30. Then you've got an interesting decision because I guess Chelsea will not have the double this game week, but then they have a, you know, then they play Norwich in in the in the blank game week in 30. Mm-hmm. And that incredible run as well. So I mean, I, I guess then you could look at bringing in a Chelsea player. You don't necessarily have to play them this week. You could play them this week, or you could not. But you, you've at least got them in then for thirty, and you know the games yeah. in between. Yeah, I mean they've still got decent fixtures. It's just a case of just that that Norwich game either being played in twenty eight or thirty, and it? it's just moving from one game week to two game weeks later or whatever. Um, that's. That's really the only um, the only kind of difference, um, unless you make a plan on having one Chelsea defender this week and then shifting to a, a second one for thirty. That's the thing. I'm I'm trying not to get too carried away with the doubles and like not to get FOMO, but it is hard because double game weeks they're still in theory they're fun. You know when you look at your team and you got all these double yeah. game weeks, but, yeah. but then when yeah. they're gone, you're like you get you get stuck with a load of players you don't want. As you know, I think all FPL managers have this. They have got players in their team. That they don't want, um, you know. Like, oh, I mean, Dennis, some of them have done right since, but like Everton defenders. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I had Damari Gray on my side for a while. Couldn't get rid of him for ages. He was on my bench this week, and I finally got rid of him this week. If it if it wasn't for King's potential injury, I'd still have both both oh, Watford strikers. Blimey, yeah, what a big mistake that was. <laughs> Dennis and King caps into one as well. Oh, good. But if, if we go to, um, so we've got quite a few questions. Um, one of them was from Alan on the Slack channel. Um, so thanks, Alan. Um, so Alan's asking, would it be reasonable to take big hits in game week 28 to bench boost? So to bench boost in 28 and then also cover game week 30 without a free hit. So obviously I know you've gone down the wild card route and, and you're not bench boosting. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, do you think that's a reasonable strategy? So big hits in 28 to also cover 29 and 30. Is that what? Yeah. So a big hit now. So this game week to bench boost, and then oh, but then yeah. those moves will also cover game week 30. So I'm assuming it would be for like Wolves assets, um, potentially Southampton or Spurs ass, well Southampton assets if they don't blank in 30. Um, I don't know because I mean. If you're bringing in Wolves players, I mean, Wolves haven't got great fixtures after 31 unless you've still got your wild card left to play mm. um, in 31. Um, I think the teams that are, are doubling in 29 are the teams that have got good fixtures after 30. Um, mm, you see, if I was if I was picking to bench boost out of 28 and 29, it'd be 29. Yeah, see, see, yeah, see, I think this is one of the things. It's easy to build up the team for 30, 31 you know, and get through it all. And then you've got to completely readjust to a new game, almost like a new game with new fixtures, new double game weeks and potential blanks until the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky one. Um, And with how they've, um, with how they've um, laid, but no, I wouldn't personally, I don't think I'd be keen on, um, I mean, unless he's got to set his team up for 30 and, um, He's got no free hit or anything, and he's got no hardly any players for 30. Then you need to bring the players in. But yeah, I was just I trying think... to remember if Alan had wild card or not, because I could see it being a good strategy if you had wild card still, 
and yes. it stops you using your wild card. Then I guess you could get rid of your bench boost, you'd cover the blank, and then and you then could wild card out wild of the card, mess. You wild card in 31. Yeah, because so yeah, it sounds like got a dead, dead ending, really, doesn't it? Like dead ending yeah. the team. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So if he's got his wild card in, um, if he's got his wild card for 31, then could be um, could be a viable, could be a viable thing to do. Yeah, but, but then, then I'm thinking, if if you then force the bench boost and you had your wild card, I guess you could use the wild card for the bench boost later on. So it becomes, yeah, it, the, some of these yeah. situations are tough, and especially because we've been given like this extra free hit. Everyone seems to be in a completely different like mm-hmm. strategy and space with their chips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of um, just sort of planning my bench boost to be honest um i mean i don't even know when i'm using my bench boost um i'll just use my bench boost when i see i've got a potential for a decent squad of, of players on my bench and <laughs> um and that'll be it um i mean taking hits to to play a bench boost well that's um, why i, I mean i wasted you know, it this year because of last year i did a minus 12 for a double game week bench boost and it did not pay off at all i was like why why have i done that so <laughs> you know i really don't really don't like that bench boost chip and i just want to get rid of it you know as quickly as possible in every season that's coming yeah. forward now i mean I, yeah. I see some teams who are set up well for it and you know obviously i'm jealous if they've got a load of double game week players i feel like you need to either plan really strongly for it or get just you know lucky and it just appears in front of you yeah, I think. I mean, I think over the course of a 38 game week season, it should just appear. But the problem is, it's probably already appeared, um, and we just don't. I mean, me, I'm, I just you know, maybe it appeared in like game week six or seven, and I've never played my bench boost that early, you know. Um, so I'm just. I mean, I, I'm sure there'll be potential to to play it um, with some more fixtures still to go in and everything. Um, maybe it won't be as um, as nice as what maybe a. Yeah, a potential earlier bench boost would have been, but I don't particularly like the chip myself. So um, I think, I think the most valuable player does does tend to be the goalkeeper. Like if you have two goalkeepers who double, yes. may, maybe then it's maybe then it's worth just just getting rid of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I do like goalkeepers in double gaming. So I know that Pope. I was frustrated with the Pope one because I wish I'd got Pope in for that one that he had got recently. Um, but yeah, there's potential for someone like a, a Pope in that, you know, to you get a couple of clean sheets, multiple saves and whatnot, you get a bonus to go with that. You can your goalkeeper can rack up a big hole. And if you can nail two goalkeepers on your bench boost to do that, then you're laughing. No, exactly. Exactly. Um and I mean you can plan, you can and you can get lucky with, you know, how you plan and you can still have so last week I had Goita in goal for his double game week and he got injured yeah. at half time well, he was subbed oh, off yeah. injured half time yeah. in the first game. Yeah, so, I mean stuff like that can always Stats, happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, that's perfect. No, thanks for the question, Alan. Um, we got another question from Harry. So you you've sort of touched on this already, and again, it's assuming um, Chelsea get a double, or or maybe it's not. But Harry's asked Mendy on wildcard at set and forget. I think I think you mentioned it earlier about the the price. I guess that he's a million more than you know Saar or Ramsdale or players mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're putting Mendy in a set and forget, then what you're saying there is you've got a another goalkeeper that doesn't play. Then I'm guessing. Um, 
So you're just relying on the one goalkeeper. So I presume the bench boost has already been used. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be too bothered going into 30 without a goalkeeper. So, um, yeah, I mean, I see, I don't see too much wrong with that, to be honest. I think the value, because it's, it's been a bit of a weird season because it started off, everyone just had one playing goalkeeper and then Foster. And we didn't know if he'd play or not. I think Backman started the season, but we had Foster anyway. Um, I think now people seem to have two playing goalkeepers. And I guess the benefit is if there's a surprise double, you can rotate the keepers for the doubles and the blanks. That, and I don't remember that, that being really a thing before. Um, just, if you see what I mean, like, um, so I wouldn't feel that comfortable just having one goalkeeper. I'd want to have two so that you can, you know, get as many doubles as you can and avoid the blanks as well. Yeah, I think what you're saying is, is he's like, obviously Chelsea, like I say, I've got like mm. the best set of fixtures out of anyone left. Um, Mendy, I mean, the only problem with Mendy is that he doesn't, to show every now and again just put Kepa yeah. in goal. <laughs> He's one of the few goalkeepers that could get rotated. Just yeah, for yeah, I just remembered that. That's that's that is one. He's, he's sick. Just look, he's six point one million. He is Mendy. Um, that's the only that's the only thing I would think about is that. Yeah, if there's a game where. I mean, if you if you're doing set and forget, you what you you put in a four million goalkeeper, you might just get Foster at four point one, and have him on the bench. Um, and if anything did happen to Mendy, then Foster just comes in. Exactly. No, exactly. I'd feel much more comfortable going for that, yeah. you know, even if it's Foster. And I mean, you showed what Foster can do this week when he got you exactly. 10 points. Yeah, just... and I'm probably I'm probably keeping him myself. So I think he's, um, you know, he's perfect. Perfect to sit there on the bench and have to come in and he's got a, he's got a double game week himself. Um, so he'll be playing for me. And then he's, again, he's, only, he's only point one more than, than base price, so... I guess the nice thing is he's he's pretty nailed. So if you did want to cover those cho- those nice Chelsea fixtures, it's not it's not the worst pick. And I I did think about it myself, but um, oh no no absolutely not the worst pick. I mean I think if if he does put Kepper in, it's like once in a once in a blue moon really. It's not like he does it all the time. You know Mendy is the number one keeper, so Mendy's mm-hmm. going to play. You know he's gonna, he could play all of them. And I'm just looking down now, and he's only missed what one, and then he was at Afcon. So apart from the one where he was at Afcon, he's only missed one game. So, and I was going to say because he's a goalkeeper, there's no substitutions during the game. But yeah, you, you, but then again, looking at the final the other day, oh, they... yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one. That was a one-off one. Yeah, yeah that's not going to happen in the league. But just... no, and that, that's probably just confirmed that Kepper will stay on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a question from Nuclear Atoms. Now I found this one quite interesting, and I don't know if it's how you're building your wild card. But Nuclear Atoms asked how many double game week players that wildcarders need. Um, so for 28, 29. And then he was asking if six to seven players is enough to get through game week 30. So, I mean, do you have a number of doublers in your mind for each of the next you know, couple of game weeks and then the blank? No, I'm not. I'm not here like thinking about, right, I need to get seven, eight doublers mm-hmm. in for that. I'm not looking at I'm not looking at that. One thing I'm certainly not doing is overlooking single game week players. Um, the way I've approached it is the first thing I looked at, and obviously we still don't know this fully, but I looked at what was 100% confirmed in 30. And I then listed out some players that were kind of like the key players I felt for that game week. Um, and 
then I just, you know, I put in my seller and my Trent that I'm not getting rid of. And I kind of had a core to my um, core to my side. And then I looked at then, you know, obviously the 28, 29 and then coming out 30 as well to fit the rest of the players in. And for me, it's like once I've done that, it's however many double players I've got is how many I've got. It's not like I'm trying to think I need to cover that amount of doubles. But I think for 30, um, what was it, six, seven players? Um you know, depending on who the six seven are, if they're a six seven sort of um, decent players from them sides, then I think a lot of people will probably be putting out that, um, or people will be taking big hits to put seven eight players out. Um, so I think that game week thirty with the sides that are playing in it is going to be quite a quite a low average scoring week. So. Um, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't really look to go below six players, but somewhere around the six, seven mark could potentially get away with you. See, it's something I've always so I've been planning for a few weeks now to free hit in 30. Now, obviously, if I if I wildcard this week, I might try and get through it, like you say. Yeah. I've just never been a fan of like even the week just gone, I made sure I got eleven players out. It cost me a hit and I have to play players like Brandon Williams. I just <laughs> You know, you get all these players that double. So you build all these double game week players up, you know, and then you have, say, four or five players that blank and you don't get 11 out. I feel like you lose quite a bit of a, of the advantage you've built up because, I mean, we've not had it too badly in the double game weeks so far, but there's no guarantee that a player will play twice, especially, I guess, with the upcoming fixtures where they might be, you know, quite tightly packed. And and then you're not having a player in, in game week 30. I just... I don't know. I, I want to try and get 10 or 11 players out in game week 30. I mean, I, w- I will get 11 if I free hit, I hope. Touch wood. It's just, yeah, I, but it seems to be only me. There seems to be a lot of people happy to roll through with six or seven or eight. And I find it quite interesting. Yeah, well, I've done it. I don't think I've ever done it as low as six before. I've probably mm. rolled into a game week with eight or nine players before. And, you know, like the way I view it is that you're not going to get a green arrow every single game week and it's That's not true. about it's not about trying to achieve a green arrow every single game week like you've got to look at the bigger picture and um you know the way i'm looking at it is that right i'm going to wildcard now and i'm just going to try and get through 30 with who i see as being the sort of the key players trying to cover you know the um the key areas um the fixtures aren't brilliant anyway so um if people free hit oh great they've used one of their chips i've still got that left um, if people are already set up with 11 players, well, good luck because you'll need to wildcard out of that if mm-hmm. you haven't got your wildcard left. Um, and then you will also get people that will take 12 point hits or whatever to get, you know, to get the players into play. So I'll let them take all their hits. And I think at the end of it, um, you know, I'll, I'll happily take a red arrow because I think in the, the final eight game weeks, I can, um, I can turn that into a big green arrow. No, it's a great point you make as well about you can't, you know, you can't expect a green arrow every week. And there's some weeks we have to, you know, take take a what we think is going to be a red arrow. And I guess we both had that last week where a lot of people were free hitting. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd have had your willpower because obviously you've got a lot more chips than me, as in you had all your chips, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and still managed to, to hold that free hit. Yeah, I've learned over the years in that, but um, just... I used to play. I used to play with a lot of FOMO. Um, 
and I would convince myself, you know, that this this player's playing at home against that forward side. I've got to get him in and everything you get in any game blanks. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the whole thing about you can't have everybody, you know. Um, so I don't really play with that that fear anymore. Um, and I'm a pretty, I've always been a pretty patient manager. I don't really like taking hits. I don't mind a four here and there. I've probably only ever taken about one eight point here in my life and I've never taken a 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty patient with players, and I've, I've got my, um, I've got my plan, and obviously this season has been difficult to plan, so I've always kind of like had half a plan, <laughs> um, and I've still, you know, after thirty, I don't know when I'm, well, we kind of, kind of know when I probably will free hit. Um, I think like 33, 36 or whatever. I quite like to keep the free hits all thirty eight, to be honest. Wow. So you'll be using them. They're the double game mix, right? 33 and... I think 33 and 36 as well. But maybe, I don't know, maybe my bench boost would fall nicely for for one. I don't know. Um, but, you know, my bench boost will be played when... Um, I'll probably have half an eye on it when I do my wild card and have a look at, to see what kind of game week could potentially be good for a bench boost. Um, and then, yeah my free hits I'm pretty sure will stand out to me potentially 33 and 36 for them I can actually understand why you don't care as much about 30 as I do because you've got so many chips and if you're then free hitting in the the complicated game weeks like you say you only have to get through 30 after your wild card and it's plain sailing you, you'd think you'd think anyway <laughs> well yeah the way I see it is like who what players are, are people going to have that are going to have that massive advantage over over me, you know, I mean, I mean, Leeds, I mean, Rafina. <laughs> Who else are you going to want from Leeds apart from Rafina, you know? Um, Villa, you know, just Ramsey, dirt cheap. Um, you know, you've got the potential to, I've always already seen it, outscoring the likes of Coutinho, et cetera. Um, you know, I've, I will have, um, I'll have my Arsenal assets in there. Um, then you've got, you know, take a Leicester attacking player. You're not going to want a defender of theirs. Um, I was going to ask about Leicester actually. Wait, so would you get a Leicester attacking player on actually on the wild card this week? Yeah, potentially Madison, mm-hmm. um, but I need to look into that because he didn't start that. Didn't start the other game, did he? The, the um, Burnley game. Um, so I need to assess his Vardy's back now as well, but Vardy's been out for a while, so I won't go there just yet. But Madison is someone that I'd look at. So. You know, I'd have Madison in 30 as well. So I covered like, who I see to be the um, the kind of like the key players around that area. Um, yeah. Leicester would be interesting as well. Like like you mentioned, people might take like minus eights or minus 12s going into 30 maybe. Yeah. Leicester actually might be one where you could do it and it would be like a long-term move because they'd have Brentford at home. Then they got United, Palace, Newcastle and a, you know, a good run, good run after that as well. With yeah, fixtures to rearrange, so there'd be doubles. Yeah, with Leicester after, yeah, that they have certainly got. But it's like, who who would you go for? I mean, you'd go for Madison, and by that point, you might want to go for Vardy. But then, how are you getting Vardy? You're going to remove Kane, who's also got good fixtures as well. Yeah, that that's going to be the difficult one. Um, so I like the idea of getting maybe one on the wild card, and then you only have to worry about if you if you if you get a second. Yeah, I mean, my view was, I mean, yeah, I'm not. You know, it's looking to have Kane and then you've got the potential to go from Kane to Vardy. But whether you will be able to go from Kane to Vardy, I don't know. Um, no, or whether, yeah, whether you'd want to 
want to make that move because that's a difficult move to make. I think losing Kane's never never easy. Oh yeah, I mean even if you done it for let's just say I mean Kane may play in thirty, we don't know yet. But if Kane didn't play in thirty and you moved over to Vardy, Kane's got. I know Newcastle have improved, but he's got Newcastle next, and he's got like the likes of Villa, he's got Brentford, Leicester, still to go, Burnley, Norwich, got Arsenal, he loves scoring against Arsenal. So yeah, that would be um that would be a difficult move to make and I don't I mean I, I don't certainly don't have the team value to have the likes of um Salah and, and Vardy and Kane and all this, and the expensive defenders like Trent, etc. So I think I think that's actually what worries me. Sometimes why I hold the wild card, maybe sometimes I hold it too long, is because things can change so quickly. Like you mentioned, obviously Kane, and obviously Spurs seem to be good one week, then they're bad the next game. Like yeah. losing to Middlesbrough last night, oh, like yeah. it's really hard to keep up with. You know, if Spurs are good or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One week I want them. Yep, and then the next week I'm like, nah, nah, I don't want them. And then it just goes like that throughout the whole season. Well, yeah, and even if they're then bad this week against Everton, then they've got the double. And yeah. The- yeah, I wouldn't double up. I don't, I don't think, like, if I didn't own either of them, I wouldn't double up with Son and Kane. Now I'd pick, I'd pick one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. and just roll with that for now, roll that through the double and that, and then, and then go from there and see. But it still would be difficult to ditch with the, um, with the fixtures that they've got after that as well. Um, I was going to ask you, so if hypothetically, if, if you weren't on wildcard this week, um, mm. would do you know what kind of players you'll you'll be targeting? So if someone's you know got, you know just using transfers this week, did you have an idea of the players you didn't have that you'll be targeting? Um, I know it's a very hypothetical question. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that I would be looking at. Um, I don't mind so much taking a hit in a double game week, so I probably mm. would have made a couple of transfers with maybe an eye on game week 30 as well. Um, so I probably would have looked to have bought in a maybe a Wolves defender. That would have been an easy move to make. I mean, I had like I had money in the bank anyway, so I could easily do that, and they're cheap anyway. So um, they got a nice double and they're playing 30. Um, so I'll probably go for yeah, a Wolves defender and then I would probably um, I'd probably have tried to have fitted in with someone like Rafina as well even though they've got the new manager and we're not quite sure but um, but you know from what I, don't, I don't know much about him I heard he's an attacking manager so that should fit into um, uh, Rafina's style um, nicely, and we know that Rafinha's the talisman there. So oh. I think that you know, going for someone like Rafinha with the double when he's got a nice fixture with Norwich and played in thirty as well. Yeah, I like that you said those two because um, that's that's a, you know, if I don't do my wild card, they're the they're the moves I'm looking at. I'm looking at yeah, bringing okay. in Rafinha. I had yeah. the I had the same kind of doubts you mentioned when the, obviously the manager change and everything, mm-hmm. but then I was thinking it's Rafinha. He's going to be on penalties. Mm-hmm. He, he looks so attacking you know he's he hit the you know bar the other day you know he's very unlucky not to return so Rafinha was one and then yeah it was between Wolves and Wolves and a Chelsea defender um depending on if, if Chelsea double or not um, oh yeah Chelsea as well yeah 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 what do Obviously. you think about Aston Villa players because they're, they're they're the team I'm struggling with um like I, I know they I know they they beat Brighton you know they were away to Brighton as well and they won two two nil 
but they hadn't been that impressive before that. Like, you know, they'd lost to Watford, for example. Um, they're another side that I found a bit like, not quite as erratic as Spurs, but they went for a period where they were bad and then they went for a period where they were great. Um, and they just dipped again. It's like Brighton as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just don't seem that appealing. But um, Villa, I mean, Ramsey, I mean, Ramsey's a great price. Um, you know, he's a sort of player that is that cheap, especially if you've already got him and picked him up at 4.5 and he's mm. only, still only 4.8 at the moment. Um, so, you know, he's got a double this week. He plays in 30 and he's a player that you can put on your, it's cheap, that you can put on your bench if you need to. Um, so I don't mind a player like Ramsey. Um, I mean, the others, I'm not sure. And I know they, people are banging on about that they changed formation in the previous game, but I don't really know whether that was just because of the game they were playing or whether that's a permanent change or not. Um, whether that sort of dulls the appeal of Coutinho, um, whether it increases the appeal of Watkins or whatnot. It's just one game. I don't know what you can what you can go by on that. Um, but for me, I've, I don't know. I'm only really would only really be interested in um, in Ramsey, and that's purely because of price. See, with Ramsey, see the problem I got with him isn't him because I agree he's a great price and everything. It's that. The strikers have been so bad that I don't know if I'd want this really cheap midfielder. Like I almost feel like if I could have my ideal formation, it'd be like a four-five-one, mm. some, something like that. And with because there's so many good mid-price midfielders at the moment, you know, with Saka, you mentioned Rafinha. Um, I mean, I guess you could count Foden as mid-price, maybe, maybe not. Bowen, he could still be an option down the line. It's still the problem of fitting them all in at that price. Yeah, midfield, that, that, that's the that's the problem. You still find that you still find that you need that kind of cheaper slot. I mean, I'm struggling with a third striker, um, really struggling. And like, you know, every club I look at, like I look at Villa and that, and I want the midfielder. I look at Leeds, I want the midfielder. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at um, Arsenal, I want the midfielders. You know, you look at Liverpool, I want the midfielders. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's not really, you know, anywhere where you're going to go, where you're like, oh, well, yeah, I want the striker. That's that's uh, what I mean almost. Like you've got so you got if you've got Ramsey as like your your fifth fifth midfielder and you decide you don't want to play him every week, you then need that little bit of money to move him to one of the midfielders that you just mentioned. Um yeah, the, yeah. I mean the problem is is that is um the lack of cheap strikers, really. True. I mean I look at Jimenez now, he's seven point five, which in any other season that would be quite cheap for a striker. And I feel like Jimenez, like mm. I've got him in my team, but he almost feels like a expensive striker <laughs> maybe it's because i don't have kane um it, yeah no it, no it is on that price point i mean you've got brower who's dirt cheap and, that, and he's really the only one that that is what i consider to be a viable cheap striker so you're having to get two sort of mid to expensive strikers in there um which eats up the budget i mean i mean at the end of the day like if you're wild carding really you're going to be getting kane on because he's the standout striker um so you're spending 12 odd million of your budget there so you've got you know a very expensive striker there so and you're gonna you're gonna have the likes of Salah and Trent in your side as well so there's a massive budget gone in them three um so you're probably you know if you're looking at a cheap striker you're looking at Broa and then you've got to start looking at your you're sort of approaching seven million up um strikers um, by the time you've added all of that in as well you're kind of kind of are looking for a cheaper midfielder really depending on your budget 
this might be the difference between our teams then actually um because you've obviously mentioned kane whereas i haven't with the drafts i've done and there's only been a few i haven't been putting kane in i've been putting son in instead which obviously oh, okay. takes up the midfield spot yeah which then makes me not want ramsey and it obviously gives me a you know a bit more money to spend on the strikers um but i'm going for like these the cheapest ones really that are on penalties like you mentioned tony for example mm-hmm. just feel like this whole season's been about strikers like that like obviously pookie he might he might have a double he's on penalties yeah um jimenez is obviously like we said a bit more expensive but he's on penalties as well you'd hope even red horse we imagine is on penalties i just like these cheap strikers that are on pens for some reason even though there never seems to be any penalties yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just don't get the penalties no no um I mean, yeah, of course, we presume as we don't know, but um, Jimenez is just, Jimenez doesn't really appeal to me, to be honest. I think he's at seven and a half million. He's just, balls just don't, just not an attacking side enough for me to, to um, warrant spending that amount of money on one of their strikers. Um, I just, yeah, I, swear, I, I originally had Son in my draft and that was the issue I was finding that I was then trying to find three strikers and it became difficult. Um, and I, w- I had an abundance of midfielders that I wanted to pay in. So by shifting Song to Kane, um, that, that helped with that. Um, so I had another midfield slot to, to, u- to use, and I had one less striker slot to fill. It's interesting. that Maybe I need to try some more drafts with, with Kane. I mean, yeah, have a look, well, have a look with yeah. Kane. Then. Would you be, I know this is some way off now, would you be looking at Captain and Kane in the, in the double then? Oh, I guess Salah's got a double though, hasn't he? So yeah, I Salah's think that's why I eliminated <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> Salah's got the double in 29 as well. So, um, yes. when would you captain Kane? I guess you don't have to captain Kane. Well, no, this is the thing. It's like, no, you don't have to. Um, why, you know, you, why, why should you not bring him in? Because you're not going to captain him. Um, fair enough if he's your, if he's your only like really expensive asset. But when you've got Salah there as well, um, unless you know, Salah had a single week. A single fixture and Kane had a double, then you're probably pretty much always looking at Salah anyway. Yeah, because I was just looking, because like Spurs, for example, in game week 31 have Newcastle. They're at home to Newcastle, so it looks a good fixture. But then Liverpool are at home to yeah, Watford. They're home to Watford. <laughs> so you're going to captain Salah again. I mean, 32, <laughs> Liverpool away to Man City, Spurs away to Villa. Potentially. Yeah, potential there, yeah. Potentially. But then a double could be thrown in and we were captain in. Someone awful. Yeah, we don't know at the moment, do we? But no, you know, we're all captain in Vardy no. in a double or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Vardy's home against Palace that week. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. So we can't, I guess, we can't even plan that far ahead with no. stuff like captains. No, 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 no. For me, it's like it's, um, yeah, it's just Salah unless someone else jumps out that's obvious. Okay, you've inspired me to have a look at a few more after the pod. I'm gonna have a look at a few Kane drafts and see if that, see if that's that improves things. Yeah, cause, yeah, because yeah, a 4-5-1 four, four, with Kane could work, or I guess a 4-4-2. Four, four, I do like having the five midfielders. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can alternate, you see. You can alternate. You can do different formations, like the kind of squad that I've had um, throughout all this season, as, um, although I did carry Keenan Davis for quite a while. Um, yeah, but, has, <laughs> but it's been um, kind of a squad where I've alternated, where I can do like a 4-5-1, a 5-4-1, a 5-3-2, a 4-4-2, you know. Um, I don't know how many different formations I've played, but I've kind of had that set up. Especially with someone like Liv Romento at the back, you know, he gives you that option. He's, I, I picked him up right at the beginning of the season and I've kept him ever since. And, um, you know, Southampton have been half decent at the back and he, he's actually, you know, um, weighed in with a 
with a few returns himself as well. So he's an ideal sort of bench option and a player to bring in to, to change that formation up when you when you need to. So a benefit I found of doing this, this first season I've done it, having like good players on the bench. Um, I say well, I say good players, but you know, not the cheapest players in the game. Mm-hmm. I found it's much easier to not do hits because mm-hmm. you can just have someone like I had it loads with like Pookie. He'd be like I don't know a way to Brighton or something, and I'd have an uh, I'd have a player who's a doubt, and I wouldn't feel that like I have to do the transfer to get eleven out. Like I could just have a, pl- a player come off the bench who's you know who take who has again penalties. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do like I like that way of playing now. I don't know if it'll apply in future seasons because I guess it depends on how many premiums we need to squeeze in. But every season's different, isn't it? So you just yeah, play what you, you play what you're given at the end of the day. And yeah, this season has been um pretty much uh we've been lucky this season. We've got some we've got them budget options that that play. You know, your Livermentos, your Broers, and etc. A few others as well that have popped up that have been cheap. You know, that that play and you know Ramsey now as well. Um, where you can have them on your bench and you're not fussed if like yeah you have a player that comes out and you've got them sitting on your bench that can come in yeah yeah perfect um well I guess that now that's been good so if we go on to now so I know we've talked a lot about your wild card but we'll go on to our transfers and our captains um so I mean should we start with captains actually because we've mm-hmm. obviously we've discussed a lot about the you know the players but have you got a player that in mind for captain? It's, it seems like a really tough week for me. Um, it might seem a bit weird when I say crazy um, that I'm wildcarding and thinking of captain in a single game with player. Um, but oh, that, I can guess who it is then. <laughs> that player's Mo Salah. Yeah. Um, and he, um, he actually, I know some people don't give any weight into this whatsoever and teams change throughout the seasons and I get that, but he loves playing West Ham. Um, and he's home against West Ham. It's not just that. It's just that I look at the doubles and I think to myself again, uh, apart from Chelsea, um, the teams that are doubling, do I really want to captain one of their players just because they're playing two games? And if I am captain in a Chelsea player, it's going to be a defender. But I don't think I've ever captained a defender. Um, so kind of like by process of elimination there, I'm... Probably 99% going to captain Salah. Oh, wow. 99% as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing is, I can't even hate it. Like, it it makes sense. Like mm. like I said, though, I've never captained a single game week player in a double. But I'd be lying. It has crossed my mind. Like, sh- should I captain Salah? Because like you, I'm looking at captaining defenders. Um, Whether it be a Wolves defender or a Chelsea defender. Yeah, I've even considered if I bring in a goalkeeper, maybe I could captain a double game week goalkeeper. But I mean, this it is meant to be a fun game. <laughs> I mean, it's not that fun. It is, yeah. I mean, the only one, the only other one I kind of thought about was Rafina. Um, but he he doesn't really, not really like explosive as such. But he's got two pretty decent games. Yeah, um, away to Leicester, then yeah, home to Villa. Yeah, the last game so, of the game week as well. So yeah, so it's two pretty decent games. We don't know how he's going to sell, but like we say, he's their best attacking player. If he's the manager, is an attacking manager, then surely it's all going to revolve around Rafina. Um, new manager bounce, etc., etc. Leicester have been awful at defending. Villa are a bit up and down with defending themselves. You know, that's only really if I don't go Salah where I. Did see it going. 
But you said 99%, uh, so it's, yeah, it sounds, one, sounds unlikely. The 1%, the 1% is Rafinha. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so he'll be your vice-captain, maybe? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he might have the vice-captain. <laughs> <laughs> See, at the moment, so I've got my bus team. I haven't done my transfers yet, so I've got him and his captain. Um, right. But that's because my only doublers are Dennis Livramento and Jimenez um, and Williams if if Norwich and Chelsea get this double, <laughs> which I'm probably <laughs> not going to count him and he might be injured. Um, so I'll probably be bringing in my captain and it's going to, yeah, so it would be a Chelsea defender, a yeah. Wolves defender, or like you mentioned, Rafinha. So I'm looking at the same kind of players. I, I am going to consider Salah more. Um, I noticed I looked at Mikhail's algorithm earlier and he had him in the captaincy. He was eighth. Um, so for a double game week, that's still, that seems very high. Um, but obviously it's Salah at home. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. he's been rested tonight as well. Yeah. So Salah at home, you know, Salah could quite easily bang 10 points in that. So then you've got to say to yourself, right, Rafinha, is Rafinha going to get more than 10 points over two games? He's got to score. That's the thing. And then I guess someone like Rudiger, I mean, well, maybe you get two clean sheets, so you might get 12 points. Yeah, that's what I don't like about captain and defenders is you've got to, you've got to hope for that clean sheet. That's the thing. Well, I guess if you had James, although James got all those one and zero pointers yeah, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. earlier this season, um, which didn't make some people very happy. But, you know, I guess with James, he is quite attacking or he was quite attacking. I guess we've not had any proof of that like recently since his injury. No, and I wouldn't go to a captaincy with him if you brought him in this week because you don't know whether he's gonna, what he's going to play over that. No, that's the thing. I mean, if he was um, in the form that he was in, you know, a few months ago when he wasn't injured, I think it would be a no-brainer to captain, um, to captain Reese James or even Chilwell when he was playing well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it would be the, one of the only occasions where I would captain like a um, a defender would be that because even with like with Trent Alexander-Arnold, I don't captain him because he plays for the same club as Salah. So if Liverpool have got a good fixture, I'm captaining Salah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, for someone like James or, or Chilwell, the form they were in earlier on in the season would be somewhere that I would go for a defender for a captaincy. Yeah, it's quite an uninspiring week for captaincy. It, it's disappointing, it's what it is, because you've got double game mm. weeks and you, you can't pick a captain from someone that plays two games. And then you, I think I fear that you're, that you're trying to be desperate and to try and find someone that must captain a double game week player. And, you you know, you're looking at your Jimenez's and you're... I don't know, like the blooming Dennis's and James Ward-Prowse or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, um, like you know, just because they got a double game week doesn't mean they're not going to stop scoring two two points every game. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's very true. It just does feel like a a lottery. Like you can get lucky in a double and yeah, get get a huge hole. I mean, look at Bowen. Like I guess a few weeks ago, he got that in the first game. Antonio outscored him, and it was only because Bowen got a lucky mm. assist. Um, but then he went mental in the second game. I'm sure there was a lot of people disappointed they captained Bowen at that point. Um, yes. Yeah, I did. I, I captained him, I think, that week. Um, yeah, so after like after like the first game when he just got an assist. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And you were like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, yeah, the second game. Um, but yeah, I think that... Um, that a lot of it also depends on your rank, I think, as well. If you're looking to make up ground, then just captain a double game player. <laughs> um, go for someone like Rafinha or something, or go for a Southampton attacker or something like that. Um, but 
for someone like myself, I mean, I'm a quite a boring manager to be honest myself. So um, I tend to I tend to just go for the boring picks. And I don't um, think it's boring though. You can't say it's boring. I think Rudy is boring. If a double game week, if it's a double game week, I'm picking a single game week player. Although it is Mo Salah, but <laughs> you'll be feeling very good because of the way the the fixtures go. So Burnley play Chelsea. It's like a three o'clock kickoff on that Saturday. Right. Uh, or on this Saturday, and then Salah plays against West Ham in the the tea time kickoff. So, oh, okay. I mean, if Burnley have scored, if Weghorst has scored a goal earlier in the day, you'll be feeling pretty good going yeah. into tea time. Yeah. Yeah. Until Rudiger scores a brace in yeah. in, 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 in the double. Yeah. <laughs> if the double happens, <laughs> we have to keep happens, saying yeah. that. <laughs> if it happens. Um, yeah, but well, I don't mind that so much. I don't mind if I, you know, one of my players scores a brace and my captain doesn't as long as I've got that player that scores a brace. Mm. Awesome. Well, I think that covers 28. Should we briefly mention, I guess, I guess there's no point even talking about game week 29. I was going to ask who you're going to captain for game week 29, but I imagine it's going to be Salah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Salah again, I think. I mean, um, so he's away at Brighton. Um, I don't know about the status of Lewis Dunk or not, but I think they've been pretty poor without him, haven't they? Yeah, so um, I think Dunk's suspension ended, but then Webster's injured. Ah, uh, right, okay, yeah. They've, um, yeah, because I've had Cucurella, and he's, I know that he's just gone to pot since they've had the injuries. So Yeah, I've got um, him as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, going to Brighton's normally a bit of a tough one, um, but that's just, yeah, this is Mo Salah, and maybe Brighton's form will continue to be bad. Then he's away at Arsenal, um, who, yeah, have been... Um, performing very well but um, Mo Salah seems to have a good record against Arsenal and, um, to be honest with you I think the only time I wouldn't captain Mo Salah is when he plays Man City <laughs> or Chelsea probably. Do you know what when when Salah played Man City earlier in the season I, I considered it so strongly um, yeah. I say so strongly for about maybe about two hours <laughs> I didn't do it and then he hauled against City. Yeah he did didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think it was 13 yeah goal and assist 13 points Yeah yeah, I don't. Yeah, I couldn't have predicted that. No, but yeah, so I think I'll be on Salah that week as well. So yeah, <laughs> but this this week's going to be the interesting week. Um, no, thank thank you for coming on. And I mean, like I mentioned at the start of the pod, the games are still going on. So it's now Luton two, Chelsea two, Southampton two one, West Ham one. Um, so it, oh. could, it couldn't <laughs> be more poised. So we It'll don't be. know what the the doubles no are going to be completely. Yeah, um, no closer to yeah, but even if we'd wait until tomorrow, there's still the FA Cup draw, which can change some stuff as well, according to Ben Krellin. So, oh right, okay, yeah, right. I'll <laughs> keep an eye on that then. Well, exactly, exactly. But no, it's still been it's brilliant, been brilliant having you on. Um, thanks for coming on again. And how can people find you on Twitter? Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah, on Twitter um, at Gower AMG. Brilliant, brilliant. No, no, thank you so much, Andrew. And it's been it's been really insightful um, talking to you. And obviously, when you're on your wild card as well, you've left me with some stuff to think about. I really need to get on with my team and decide <laughs> what I'm going to be doing. Um, That's great. But, no, no problem at all. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll send you some messages if I get stuck and ask for some copies of your drafts. <laughs> yeah, feel free. Yeah, no, I will. People will be suspicious when our team's identical, yeah, identical on Saturday teams. morning. Yeah, yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah. no brilliant no thank you Andrew and we've just got one more thing to say up the pod up the pod up the pod